Hey everybody, welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast series where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world on the Kirk Minahan Show. My name's Buddy, he's Blind Mike's Daddy. Blind Mike's Daddy, say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I love that fucking voice. Um, so last week we had a little bit of preamble. Um, we had our, say, um, our about me. We, we stood up in front of the class and, and said what made us different or, or things that we take pride in or, or things we like about Kirk. This week, we don't have any of that filler shit. We're going right to the show. We're a minute in, or less than a minute in, and we're going right to Monday. That's right, baby. Let's do this. All right. So, Monday show. We already talked about the K. Marco news because Kirk danced on his grave last Friday. Um, but you, you have anything to add about, about K. Marco from last week? Mm, nothing much. I just, again, what's his role going to be going forward? You know, Kirk mentioned it in the show. He's He's still within the company. Uh, he, he's a he's a blogger now, I guess. But mm. I mean, oh, what, what a cunt what? he is too! What that fucking article? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't read the article. I, I'm not going to read anything from that goof. But again, I mean, he's not our editor in chief. He still has a role within the company. You know what I'm he is? I'm curious to know what is he a bitch? He's a cunt, cunt, cunt. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he um, is. Sorry, sorry, just had a sip of wine. Um, <clears throat> I, um, yeah, I, I mean, I said it last week. We we know he's far lefty. He's a registered Republican, my fucking ass. Um, and again, like, okay, we're, I'm not a registered Republican either, but we're conservative, but this podcast isn't really about politics or our, our ideas. But like, but just, you know, I, I love, I love when Kirk says that, oh yeah, he's a registered Republican. Like, he's a fucking yeah. rhino at, like, at best, you know? He's he's a John McCain Republican, which means I don't respect him. Um, <laughs> I'm, and that you know that's not even like the Trump take. That's not the oh I, I like my my heroes who weren't captured take. That's just I just if you respect John McCain the man, you're a fucking idiot. Like like the politician, I mean, you're a fucking idiot. Um, but that's enough of that. I I fucking have always hated K Marco. I I never understood what anybody liked about him. I never thought his blogs were funny when like he was just a blogger years and years ago. I am happy that he's gone. But like I said last week on the pod, man, Coley is as liberal as he is. Maybe maybe more liberal. We not not that the True Withers thing is exactly something inside of his mind. Like 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 a a view inside of his mind. But you saw like what, what Trill left and he was like lost and I get that. Like if you lose your partner, I, I totally get that. But like you know, I just I I just hope he doesn't spike anything. I hope he does what's right for the blog. Yeah, well, only time will tell, obviously. I mean, of course. they had talked about it and what type of... I think they talked about it with uh, Carabas, what kind of person... Uh, was, it, was it Colleen Mick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What what type of editor-in-chief he would be. about, And then, you know, we'll see if he's going to spike shit or not. I, I think, hopefully, the people at Boston will know better than to get on Kirk's bad side. But again, only time will tell. I don't think... We, we really need to blog about the show. I mean, it is good for promotion, but what we really need is Barstool to, to put their marketing arm behind behind the podcast. That's, I mean, if blogs help that cause, then that's fine, but does it really help or hurt the show? I'm not sure. Well, only time will tell. I'm glad you brought up Carabas because I completely fucking forgot about that call. Um, I know they called him twice this week, but I completely forgot about that. Um, I was excited to hear what Carabas had to say. Not like that's probably the first time anybody has ever fucking said those words in that order. Um, but 
like like I was excited what what he said about Coley, where where Coley's gonna say, hey, we need to be talking about this story, like. I, I, uh, Marty, you write about. It. I don't even know if Marty fucking blogs. You know what I mean? Or like, we should be talking about this. Like, hey, this is in Glenny's thing, or this is in, this is political. So maybe it's more like the Kirk and Steve guys. But like, they obviously don't want that blog to be political. So I, so I understand that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I hope that that he will do what's right. I know I already said that, but I, I don't know. But um, oh, oh red flag right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, none. Again, we'll see if Steve tries to post. I mean, Steve's a creative writer. If Steve tries to post something, tries to slip the goalie. Yeah, and yeah. we'll see what happens if it goes up or not. I actually. So you just said, and it's something I disagree with, kind of. You just okay. said, like, you know how, like, like, like we know how Kirk gets, right? So, so Barstool knows not to get on Kirk's bad size. Bad mm-hmm. side. That's not the way that this can fucking work. Like, like when when things go unchecked, that's how you get like this this like sphere of like liberalism that is happening at Barstool. Like the sphere of like like unchecked bullshit. You know what I mean? Where like where like hey like where where it's a pander fest and everybody wants to prove how much they care or how much this or that or like or how fucking stupid they are. Like you, you, they can't just allow Kirk to do what the fuck he wants. And I I understand. That like Kirk wouldn't make a mistake and like and they can because he's a businessman and he won't like really mess up. That's not what I'm saying. Like Kirk can be trusted, but like there has to be people willing to challenge other people. That's that's what makes all of us better. It's what makes Kirk better. So it makes the blogs better. It it would make if Kirk is challenged, like you know what I mean. Like like the way that Kirk does that to Fran and Rhea makes them better when he shits on chicks in the office. Cause cause they they should be trying to to improve that. Where Kirk says that if Kirk had said like say hey that's unfounded, then Fran and Rhea should turn around and be like you're right that is unfounded. This this is steeped in fact. You know what I, do you know what I'm trying to say? Does this make sense? No, I get it. So sure. that's I I I just think and I'm not saying like hey we got to speak truth to power like that's not my shit like but we have to. Like, you just can't allow personalities to just run wild. Like, you know what I mean? Like, eventually, like like we said last week, mom and dad have to step in and kind of every once in a while, baby needs a shepard, you know? Yeah. So. Nice little slap on the side of the head. Yeah, I forget. Not everybody's Portuguese. I, I That's apologize. right. Um, so, so, you want to talk about uh, Token CEO? Yeah, it was good. Uh, I guess my biggest takeaway, obviously, I, I'm, I was hoping that Kirk was going to get Erica to slip up and see say how much Sirius was paying for Barstool yeah. and the way she was talking. I don't know. I, I, maybe they are right to move on from, from Sirius, but Sirius is definitely making a big mistake uh, not going after Barstool and trying to keep them, especially you know with their podcast format. I go to they own Pandora. Hmm. Um, who else? I, who, I don't know who else they own, but not sure. I, again, Howard is for an older generation now. Are you really going to give that type of money, like Kirk says? I doubt it. Mm. You know, it was a good conversation. I wish the sound quality was better, but it is what it is for their first episode together. Uh, definitely left me wanting more. I hope we get more of it. It's 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 more Kirk, obviously, but it was it was a good conversation. I think I think that podcast. What does Erica do? A podcast once a week? I think so. Yeah. I mean, she did a special one when she was on the. I listened to the one um, with her, Jared Carabas and Robbie Fox, when she got on the board for WWE. Oh, that was nice. a good one to listen to because oh, 
you know, I'm a wrestling fan, kind of. Mm. And uh, but I, I do think it's once a week ish. I'd have yeah. to look it up. But. Well, that that changes probably what I would say about it, because because if it was say multiple times a week, or yeah, I don't I don't exactly know, but like but say say it was twice a week, then having Kirk on once a month is like nothing. It's just it's kind of just fodder. It's anybody right. who who likes Erica but doesn't like Kirk can skip one episode a month mm. out of out of say eight. But her doing once a week, and obviously she's she's super busy. She's the CEO of a booming company that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So so you know, but I th- I think if if they did that six times a year, seven times a year, you know, like and and maybe um, when they're in person, they do it together because that right. that would totally be a better interview. I had, yeah, better dynamic. You know, less is more. That's not something you want all the time. You know, once a quarter. Or, or like you said, a few times a, a year. But I, I'm really curious. This is just me being nosy, I guess. But I want to see what the downloads were for that particular episode. I want to see what that Minahan bump did for that podcast. What? Um, so, so this is what I was gonna say um, right, right before I, you know, before I heard you starting up. Um, so, Kirk's talking about going to New York soon to do a podcast with Riggs and stuff. If you had to rank the like not not people to have on Kirk's show because I'm not saying that podcast. Although if Kirk and Erica had a good conversation and they made that the first half hour of Kirk's show, I wouldn't be mad. But if they made it the first half hour and Kirk and Kirk put out a two hour and forty five, Jesus fucking Christ! If they made that the first half hour and Kirk put out a two hour and forty five minute podcast, I wouldn't be mad. But so so let's just this scenario: Kirk Kirk and Steve go to HQ. Who are you most excited? For Kirk to do a show with, mm, that's a great question. I'll Very answer. Question. I'll answer first. Oh, you go first. Go ahead. Erica. That that's the one. Like everything else, they they've done it live with Ke- Kevin. They've done it live with Dave. They've done it. Maybe not Dave. They've done it live with with Big Cat. On and on and on and on. Brandon Walker. All this stuff. The mm. show with Erica didn't. Ha- it didn't have a good sound quality, like you said, and that's partly because Kirk's like uh, like not talented uh, with with tech stuff. We we all know that he always makes that joke, but it's the truth. Um, but I, I think face to face too. And then he gets to like read her, see how it's going, all that kind of stuff. I, I she's still his boss, of course, but I, I think that would be a very, very interesting conversation. And, and dissecting the day's topics. I think that would be very awesome. I mean, she does a daily like video on her Twitter, like talking mm-hmm. about like, re- you know, perfecting your resume, uh, when a serious deal happened, she talked about that really quick. She gave a brief, brief synopsis of her thoughts on it. But I, I, I'm, oh man, I'm partial. To, I think Big Cat and him have something special. Oh, of course. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I like. I'm a Big Cat guy. I, I would love Big Cat. But you make a great point with having Erica on there for her whole show. That would be awesome. Taking calls, all that good, all that stuff. That oh, that would totally. make for a, make for a great episode. Are you kidding me? And you could literally That's make it radio. Idea. You could make it oh, like yeah. you could do it on Barstool Radio. You could say, "Hey, Kirkman and Eric Nardini take over." I don't know what the hours are, so I'm going to say eleven to twelve. That might be the yak, you know. Like you're not moving the yak and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but like that would make you know. a good podcast, though. Oh, totally. No, yeah, to- but you know what I'm saying. Recorded, you know, like, they record like, at the normal time. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if they put it out over radio and then they release it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like as Erica's podcast that week, who gives a shit? Um, I had another point from that interview. I just thought of. So they had their their drama in the summer 
uh, he called her moron CEO or whatever he did, idiot CEO. I can't, I can't exactly remember what he called her. In the podcast, you heard um, Erica's reaction to that, Kirk's reaction to that, like blah, 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 blah. I don't believe Erica's explanation. Um, I wish I had it pulled up so I could so I could play it for you right now, but he um, so so Kirk says, you know, you were you were hurt this summer, blah blah blah, and 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 she agrees, and then Kirk says, I think you took it to where you took it because of what I said, and then Erica, uh, like, immediately takes the out and says, yes, I agree with that, I agree with that. I don't mm-hmm. believe that. I just I think maybe that's who she is, and and that's she's fantastic she's so like she's great she's she's done great for barstool she loves kirk like she says like i trust her kirk says she's the best boss he's ever had all that kind of shit but like i just think she took the out i think that's who she is like like kirk took it kirk wanted beef so so you know you know what i'm saying it, it it'd be like it'd be like if somebody you like i'm i'm 30 you've known me for the last 30 years it'd be like if somebody brought beef to me and i was like i'm this is what I live for. You know what I mean? I think that's who Erica is. And I'm not even saying that as like a slight. I might have started saying that as a slight. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Um, you, you disagree? Yeah. I mean, we've all been in that position, you know, when when shit goes off, mm. your tempers flare, Blood pressure you goes say up. stuff mm. that you... You know you shouldn't say, but you fucking say it so you can hurt the person. And then, you know, hindsight is, you know, what, whatever the fucking quote is. I'm over here like George Bush and Joe Biden right now. Hindsight is 2020. Oh, I was and, hoping you said 50-50 so I could be like, I was you, about to you say 50 sure? <laughs> I was about to say 50-50. That's why I, I did that. But I really was going to say 50 But, you, you know, you come down after... You, you, you take a step back and you're like, wow, what the fuck did I just say? What did I just do? And we're lucky. That's I, my whole not, life. We're, we're, we're lucky, right? But it is what it is. That's another great quote. But we're as fans and, and, and Kirk and everybody else, we're lucky that it didn't escalate from there. You know, Erica mm. was hurt for a little while, but she got over it. Kirk realized he said some stuff he wasn't supposed to say, but that's who, that's who Kirk is, and that's why we love him, right? Yep. He says what's on his mind at that moment. Mm. If it's right or wrong, he, he and he's not. He, he's always afraid. He'll admit if he's wrong, right? Mm. He came back and said he shouldn't have said what he did, and he kind of feels bad, and he doesn't know how their relationship is going to go forward. But we've seen with the podcast, everything seems to be fine. She was having a normal conversation. She didn't have any ill will towards him. Sometimes you have to take a step back and and look at the big picture, which they both did as adults. And they moved on, and that's good for us because Kirk's still a barstool. I, um, I actually, I this is turning into that fucking uh, movie podcast, um, but I agree with that. Um, I, I, I really understand what you're saying, like where you're coming from, and I, and I, I totally agree. To be honest, where, um, but I, I also like I was saying before, I think that that's good for like business or 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 the business say of of the Kirk Minahan show. In that, in the terms where, like, hey, we're all gonna get mad. We're all passionate. We all want to make our money. We all want our views. We all want this. We all want that. Um, Sopranos guys, ready to go? Fuck! Oh my bad. I'm gonna cut that. Um, um, let me, let me. I'm just gonna say the whole thing. Let's finish the segment and then we'll. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up from from where I say I agree with you. Okay.
I'm I totally agree with you about that, and I and I also think that that's excellent for business. Um, like like everybody wants to make their money. Kirk wants it. Uh, Erica wants it. Dave wants it. Blah blah blah. Everybody gets mad. Everybody is possessive. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be the best, or like, or wants to keep growing. They want to prove themselves. And excuse me, and a boy. If 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 Kirk and Erica kind of go at it, then they kind of go at it. But but at the end of the day, the dollar's the bottom line. The, exactly, dude. And that's that's where it comes down. Everybody can make each other money. One hand washes the other. Like, and I I say this with the utmost respect. To the both to the both of them because I believe that this is what Kirk and Erica both did. Shut the fuck up and get on with it. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, and and you brought up an interesting point with money, which we're gonna have to touch on a, another episode because I think we have a guest that's ready to come on with us. Mm-hmm. But we definitely gotta circle back to that money conversation because I think there's a lot of BS in regards to how much money this podcast makes. Yeah, no, I I agree with you and. I'm super interested to see what the real listenership is. Like, I, it's it's so much harder, like, without, like, Nielsen on the ratings and kind of stuff and, like, the way that Apple or whatever does their shit. But, like, I I, I wish that they would just say how many people a day listen to this podcast. All right, that, that's enough about Monday, though. Let's get to our conversation with our special guest. <laughs> Joining us now on Kirk and Off, the Sopranos guy. Sopranos guy, say hello. What do you hear? What do you say? Oh, Paulie, what's happening? <laughs> hey, what's going on, boys? Uh, thank you for joining us. This is this is really big for us. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, come on, of course. I, uh, I I'm dying to talk about the show with somebody. I think I told you guys before. Most of my friends are drips. The guys that listen to this show, so. Other than Twitter and, you know, texting here and there, DMs and whatnot, I don't really get to talk about the Kirk Minahan show with anybody. So this is exciting for me. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it, man. Love it. Let's let's start with with the question we'll probably ask every single person uh, when they come on the show. How did you start listening to Kirk Minahan? So, yeah, I, I was a Barstool from day one guy. So what yes. happened was... I'm from the New England area, so I've known who Kirk Minahan was since he started to be on the radio. And he, mm. I wasn't an EI guy. I uh, never really listened to WEI the mornings or anything. Obviously, I knew who he was. I caught him more on uh, on TV, on Comcast. And Interesting. I, I, yeah, I would watch some of his stuff with uh, with Tangway and Trini and, <laughs> and whoever. Um, you know, and I obviously thought he was a strong personality there. I was more in that time frame for, for drive time, I was more listening to gambling podcast, uh, fantasy mm. sports podcast, sports podcast, Simmons, Corolla, all that. I didn't really listen to the radio, but you know, I knew Kirk was, it was interesting. I just, I just didn't tune in. Once I saw that he was going over to Barstool, I was actually kind of searching for something at the moment. You know, I was trying to find a new pod or whatever, and it was like the perfect storm. And I haven't missed a minute of the pod since, you know, what was it? June 17th, I believe. I think 20, so. Uh, so, same question we asked Bly Mike's penis. Um, has Kirk ruined every single other form of media for you? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, that's something that I've said before. The only thing I can say, though, is, uh, you know, I will dive into anything topical. Like, if it's – and it's mostly, again, fantasy sports or, or, or sports in general. I'll listen to something if I'm interested in it. But any other type of podcast, yeah, it's it's dust done. Kirk has ruined it all for you, for me. Um you know, the two hours, two and a half hours a day that he gives us, 
that's more than enough for my ears to, you know, to ingest and it's everything else is ruined. I can't listen to anything else other than that. Um, but I love it. I'm glad he did it. Well, I'm excited. Well, I'm going to steal your question since Mm. he talked about the two and a half hours that we get of Kirk. Oh, excellent. Ask him that question. You know, you could frame it better than I do. I I have the answer in front of me. Oh, I apologize. But, so, so we asked Blind Mike's Penis the same question last week. Uh, Kirk is uh, contractually obligated to do four hours and ten minutes of shows a week. What do you think – how many minutes and hours do you think he did this week? Uh, yeah, I thought about this a little bit because I did listen to last week's pod. <laughs> That's what, we, we were saying we can't ask every week because <laughs> everybody's going to be like, oh, it's 937. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shout out to Blind Mike's Penis, of course, <laughs> yeah. the inaugural guest. I'm kirking off. There. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with ten hours and fifty-three minutes. Blind ecstatic. That was pretty close. The time that Josh has recorded is ten hours and forty minutes. I didn't take the seconds though. I just, I just, I did as basic as possible. I was. My wife was sitting there. I was trying to not let her know what I was doing. I went as fast as I could. Spot on. I was close. <laughs> yeah, very close. What? What? Um. So you are, as Blind Mike's Daddy said last week, one of the the premier one of the premier callers on the Kirk Minahan show. One of my favorites. I I love The Sopranos, all that kind of stuff. What do you think makes a great call? Oh, thank you for that. First of all, uh, I think what makes a great call is you got to get Kirk to react. That's really the the first piece of it. I mean, it doesn't even have to be funny. Like you don't even have to come in with a bit. Like, you need to get a reaction out of Kirk, and it could lead to so many things. We've seen it before. It's led to to, to parody songs, it's led to, you know, Kirk beating the shit out of Mike, beating the shit out of Steve about something, right? Like mm-hmm. anything that you bring up, I think, I think some callers do a really good job of of just creating talking points and controversy. Like I, Ziggy Robinson, the last month, you know, when he calls and he always has something on Steve, and you can tell Steve gets a little flustered when you know he brings up his past or like something that he did. Kirk loves that. He loves it because it creates some tension. And it's part of the show that I think makes it unique, right? You're not going to get that in any other podcast. My favorite part about Ziggy is I, uh, when I met Steve in, in Sacco, I told him, I was like, Steve, I have been a fan of yours since Howie Carr, blah, blah, blah. Like since, since Kirk was on Howie Carr, um, I followed you since then. Like there's not many other conservatives who are 31 or 30 in this area. So I tried, I was like, oh, I got to like, stick together with this dude. But my favorite part about the Ziggy calls is how shook he gets. As soon as Ziggy calls, he, <laughs> he knows he's in trouble. He knows it. Yeah, he's got him on his heels. He's got Steve on his heels. Oh, big time. Like, you know, and that's what's great, though. That's like any listener who loves this show, like, you know that when that happens, there's going to be shit that comes from it, whether it's Steve's change in demeanor and Kirk jumps into that and picks apart, picks at a scab there. Or, you know, Steve says something outrageous, which makes Kirk laugh and subsequently all of us laugh, right? So mm-hmm. it's, you know, a good call comes in many different forms you know there's there's bits there's comedy there's my bullshit that i do there's you know bmd with the deep fake that we all love <laughs> you know <laughs> by the way bmd give it just just let me hear it let, let, which, let me hear which, the line what, what do you want to hear oh you know yeah. <laughs> when you when you break your bit and and announce to all the listeners of the kirk manahane show that it's you yeah alba that's I tried to call. I, I, I tried calling today. I did try calling today. It took me, I think it was like fifty-four tries. I didn't even get through. Every every time I get on, which was I got on today. Every time I get on, the first thing I do is text by Mike's daddy, and it's like, 
what should I, what am I supposed to say? I don't know. I, I, I got on the line. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And he, he always tells me what to say. And I'm like, no, I don't like that. And he's like, why do you ask me? <laughs> like, <laughs> Who are you today? Uh, I, I called about the chowder and the Portuguese soup. But okay. I, I ask yeah. about lunch every week. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> that's right. The first call that you did, I think, and I didn't know it was, uh, you had any relation to B&B. He told me afterwards. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious. You're like, yeah, Kirk, what are you having for lunch today? And you just, I, and you just said it, and you're like, all right, thanks. See you later. I, I mean, to me, like, that's a good running bit because it's it's just – it's silly and it's mm-hmm. really pointless, but it's kind of light, and I, I don't know. That shit makes me laugh. I'm, Some I'm, people bitch, but whatever. I'm waiting for him to dunk on me. Just be like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Well, that's coming. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. He's in a bad, when he's in a bad mood or something. The like. reckoning is coming for everybody <laughs> at some point, right? You just got to know. Worried about – I think that's what – I mean, as a, as a caller – I mean, I've bombed a couple of times, but but now, bomb, yeah, and that's what and that's what I told people last week. You you got to shoot your shot, right? Yeah. Um, but that's my biggest fear as a, as a, as a caller. Um, I did get aborted this week, but I wasn't trying to do a blind my anxiety bit. Thank you. And yeah. that that's another thing we could probably talk about after between us two is. So Steve has that sound drop now and it, it keeps evolving it's it's getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and now he's going to add that pill swallow to it so now it's going to be like a fucking five to ten second you know it's worth it it's totally <laughs> worth it it makes the show it makes the show better it makes the call segment better i like that steve will just do it even if the call's going good because he's got power he's got a little bit of power and kirk carried away kirk a doesn't bit. care he just lets him do it right Soon yeah. it's soon it's going to be like Steve's drop is going to be longer than an actual abortion, which I probably <laughs> shouldn't have said. But like, like I, don't, I don't know how long that takes. But like, well, I mean that'll all that'll all just tie into him being a lib, right? That's I mean, true. Yeah, more abortions the better for, for Steve Robinson. I so I have a question for you, and and maybe this blows everything up. Um, many people have levied charges against you that you are reading lines like. Ask as you're going. Is that true? Yeah. So <clears throat> easy to answer for me. I mean, I got nothing to hide here. I know these. I know these lines very well. Um, I've been shooting them either out of my mouth or through a text message to my buddies for 20 years, especially for the Sopranos. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just part of like our lingo. Like we've been texting forever with with movie quotes, like me and like two other of my friends. Um, so I know them. I have I have a little bit of a cheat sheet in front of me, but it's not to know the lines. It's really to keep my order that I want to do on track. Because Kirk's gonna steer me one way or the other. I mm-hmm. need to have a home base. I need to have something to go back to if you know I get stuck or the conversation gets stuck or whatever. So, you know, people can can hear that and they can think whatever they want and they can run with it. I don't know. I think it's fine. Um, it it makes for a better call for the listener, in my opinion. Nothing's recorded. It's all live. Mm. Me. And anytime Kirk pivots, I got to be ready. And that's straight off the dome. When Kirk takes me to another spot, I got to come up with something from the show that I think will somehow relate or just give him what he's asking for in the character, which I think I've been pretty successful with so far. That's what I was saying last week where, like, where obviously Blind Mike's dad and you are, are much more accomplished calls than I. But, like, where I, I, I think people who are, who are going to go in, like um, – Let's just – we'll give the guy from Smithfield a shout-out since it's like three towns over from me. Um, the dude from Smithfield called today and is like, hey, you're going to do a show at my house? And it's just like, <laughs> and we're like, well, that's – like, I get it. You know what I mean? But like, well, right. he's, he said, fuck you. How much money do you have? And he's like, oh, no, I don't have any money. And I was just like, well, yeah. okay. Like, that doesn't like kind of really work then. Like Kirk said, like, well, well, what were you expecting? Like, yeah, I only do it if it's green. Yeah. 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 And th- that, that adds to – sorry, BMD. That adds to like another layer of – 
Kirk says it too. Like you call in, all right, you have a, you have something to say, even if it's just genuinely that, like you get your answer, whether it's what you were looking for or not, what happens next on mm-hmm. the call? Like you gotta, you gotta be able to, to jump to the next scene essentially, right? Whatever you're doing and, and give something to Kirk that he can give back to the audience. Exactly. And that, that, that caveat on that conversation, what we talked about last week, not, not every call is going to be perfect, but if you're going to call in, I, I, I don't want to ruin it for people. Just, you know, call in, call in. Don't be scared to call in, but call in with being prepared a little bit with your premise, where you're going to go, if you're going to call in as a parody to caller, if you're going to call in, you know, as, as uh, Trenny, you know, Trelly. have Trelly. <laughs> I like Trelly, have, by the way. Oh, yeah, that was same, good. Yeah. But have, have, have your, you know, you, you said you had a cheat sheet in front of you, you know, a little bit just to keep you in order and keep you in line. Right. Yeah, have you, just have keep me story. on the train tracks. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just saying, <clears throat> I know, I know all of these lines and I, you know, mm-hmm. for me, I don't, pretend to to nail the voices of these characters to me it's all about tone cadence and how the line was delivered in the show and if i can best recreate that i'm pretty confident i can i think it'll it'll come through over the phone Um, that's that's like the uh say like the uh the the i don't know what the right word would be but like the 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 Clooney principle sort of where where they kirk always i don't i'm terrible with movies i've seen like I don't know. Every time Kirk brings up a movie, I've never seen it. I'm, I'm the same as Steve. But like, but he talks about Clooney in that in that Boston movie, and he's like, "No, I'm not doing a fucking accent. It's going to be distracting." We're like, "I'm not. I'm not going to nail like like. How can you nail Paulie Gaultieri and Artie yeah. Bucco and Tony Soprano and Johnny? Like, like no one guy could do that. I mean, I guess you can if you're like, uh, oh, who's that guy? They used to have on fucking PMT all the time. Um, but like, I guess you could. Throw that. some respect to my name. I can. Um, well, it's fair. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, like I think I think for the most part, like I, Junior, I'm by far the most comfortable with because he's my favorite character. Oh man, yeah, your, your Junior is fantastic. Yeah, Richie Richie Apriel is funny. Like <laughs> calling back to like my buddies, uh, my best friends. Like we Richie Apriel is like our guy. Like he's just been our guy. Like he's such a he's such an asshole. But he doesn't put up with any shit. And like I just have watched his scenes so many times, regardless if my voice sounds like him or not. Like, I just know him. And I know, like, when I say his lines, I, I, I fucking feel the the anger that he's got. And just, like, the contempt of whatever. And I think it comes across pretty good. Paulie is just, Paulie's just, like, an amusement park. Yeah, oh, my God. Because yeah. you could just be, you just be over the top. And you got to hit, like, the cadence. But overall, it's it's fun to do. Um, But, man, Bro. I'm telling you, like, I... I Hopefully we keep this going. I think I can cover the whole the whole fucking cast if what is, uh, if we get that far. What does Paulie say to 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 puss in that fucking uh, in the bathhouse? Take your fucking clothes off or some shit like that. What does Why he say? Why would you take your clothes off? Yeah. Well, he wouldn't get naked in front of me, Tone, or some shit like that. <laughs> I took him to get a schwitz. Yeah. He refused yeah. to take his clothes off. I don't know. The last thing he said to me was, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> He's got a fucking bulletproof vest on while he's saying this to Tony. He's taking it off. Like Tony's gift. asking him about pussy. Yeah. What, um, who is, I, and maybe it's Richie, who's your favorite character from The Sopranos? Corrado Soprano, Uncle Junior. Oh, yeah. Well, you just said that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love, I love June. Um, maybe that's not a great question. Who, like, so, so when you've exhausted all of the lines from Sopranos, where are you going next? You going to Ace? Um, you going to Ace? Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I teased a little something this week, didn't mm. I? I mean, I mm-hmm. that was sheer boredom. And what was funny, can we get into that now or not? Oh, yeah. Right. yeah no, of course, because I actually have a question about that. All right, good. Because uh, I told BMD, because we, you know, we talk. I didn't want to hear his take on my call until this. So mm-hmm. we, I get a fresh I get a fresh opinion on it. And uh, some caller called on Monday and, and he was talking. He asked Kirk like about Pesci scenes in Casino. And, mm-hmm. you know, he actually he threw a couple lines out there and it was and they were go- it was a good back and forth between him and Kirk. And I was just like, oh, man, that's I you know, that's pretty much right there with the Sopranos for me is the amount of times that I've, sh- you know, thrown that bullshit out of my mouth at somebody. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just like been quoting that movie forever. So I had to get out my favorite scene, which is, uh, you know, when he when he gets tough with the, the, the degenerate gambler, who's a dealer. <laughs> and I just I, I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know if I should go straight in with the lines or if I should do Arthur for a line and then break character and hop into it, which is what I did. I don't know. I, I'm happy I did it and, it and I felt like it worked, but I don't know. I don't know. I haven't got any feedback really other than just, you know, Twitter, Twitter bullshit. I, I, I can say, oh, before Black Mike's daddy answers, because he's really the authority on this, um, I was shook when you were like, can I go a different direction? I was like, oh, man, not the fourth Good, wall. Good, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. I was like, not the fourth wall, man. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but then then you went, Was is that Ace Roth scene? Ace Roth oh, that's scene? Or is that... Santoro. Oh, that's okay. Pesci. Yeah. Pesci. Yeah, it was, I, I, I honestly, I had to Google it. I've, I've seen Casino maybe once, um, which which is another question I have, which is, uh, before we get by my daddy's opinion on your call, um, would you put Casino over Goodfellas? No, Goodfellas is a better movie. Yeah, of course. Um, doesn't mean Casino isn't great. It's fucking fantastic. I think Casino, for me, is more quotable. I think just because there's so much dialogue in Casino, like it's it's Pesci and De Niro, just firing on all cylinders, right? And they're always they're always arguing or they're just up to something. I just think there's there's just so much to to gain there. Or to, to glean off of. I mean, Goodfellas is a better movie. It's mm. probably my favorite movie ever, right? Uh, Casino's right up there, though, for me. You put Goodfellas above Godfather? Yeah, I do. Whoa. I do. I yep. wasn't expecting that. I wasn't ready for that. Yep. Interesting. I think it's genera- I think it's just I grew up with Goodfellas more than I did The Godfather. Right? That's fair. Certainly, Godfather's a work of art. It's a masterpiece. One and two. Bob McSaddy, what did you think of uh, Artie's call this week? I thought it's, it was a phenomenal call. He, he brings it all the time. And, you know, when you think about parody callers and the people that call into the show, and that's why I'm not trying to call in too much as, as, as blind Mike's daddies, because you don't want the character to get stale. You want it to be special, hmm. right? That's why you hit them with the left, and all of a sudden you come with a straight jab of the right when they're not expecting it. And, and that's what he did with his call today, you know? We were expecting a Sopranos call. He teased Artie, hmm. and then he pivoted to... Uh, to um to ace and i think it's perfect you know nikki i'm sorry so so you don't want to keep going with the same stuff because then your character gets stale right you always want to evolve we we see it with copper doodle today when he called into the show (laughs) i'm not was it today i'm on wednesday we we re-listened to this call yeah Yeah, they all jumble together you know like if you listen if you listen like a maniac like i do like it's tough to call back when the call happens Right, yeah, because we were re-listening to it because I had to re-listen to that call. I thought it was phenomenal. But, again, the character, this is advice for parody callers. Take it for with a grain of salt, however you want to take it. But you, you don't want to keep calling in every week because it gets stale. Yeah, and you want to change it up. 
Exactly. And I'll add to that a little bit. I think, you know, once you start calling, right, like, and you decide, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to call. And if you have a bit, you know, I think once a week's enough. It, it really is. I, oversaturating it, it just makes it, it, it makes it not as good in my opinion. You know, I and try to hold myself to, to one a week and sometimes I'll even skip a week or whatever. Cause you know, I have a job. Mm, (laughs) sometimes i don't have time to call like whatever but it's you're 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 right about that bmd like you you know you you can't be afraid to pivot to something else but you also you want to you want to try something out like don't be afraid to fail don't be afraid to bomb and stick to it and keep working on Mm. it and uh the 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 goal is to get a reaction out of kirk that's really the, the end goal for any caller in my opinion right right yeah you know like Kirk was calling for President Trump again this week. He didn't call. He probably won't call next week, and they'll call the following week. He does it the right way. Same thing. I I wanted to hear from California Promotions guy. I can <laughs> I wait. Love that guy. <laughs> and I can't wait that. till he calls in next week. Yeah, Brian Klein, want... Mike. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Oh man, I can't wait to see what he where he goes now. There's all this stuff that came out with Mike this week. I can't yeah. wait to see where he takes that character. Oh shit, defending God. Yeah. That actually takes us to, to a good spot. Um, Sopranos guy, who's your favorite caller right now, not including Blind Mike Staddy or the very popular What's for Lunch guy? Yeah, I mean, is it is it wrong to say Trump? Like, no, definitely not. I guess I think that's the, I think that's the correct answer. Right? He's so I can't, good. I'd be lying to myself if I said anybody else. Like, he, mm. yeah, like he's he's just he's he's the shit, you know, and like he he can work on the fly too. It's not. It's not. A, he's got obviously talking points when he calls in, but Kirk will throw things at him. He reacts well. He's even almost broken character a couple times, which I respect. Like he's laughed. <laughs> They're not and all like, hits, Kirky. They're not all hits. No, no, dude. That's probably my favorite line he ever said. It was so great. It was, it was perfectly. It was perfectly timed, and it just worked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible. And uh, there's so many other good ones, though. I mean, obviously, I'm partial to the guys I know, which mm. probably isn't fair to the other callers, but whatever. They're my. They're my boys. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna take their back. Love BMD what he does. Tim from Cannon and all his hijinks, obviously. Love the the things him and uh, him and Steve from Providence are doing recently with the Timmy. What is it? Timmy trades and Stevie socks. Yep. <laughs> so my, my I mean I, I didn't give you a straight answer, right? Because I don't think there is. And sorry, I'm no a little long winded here, but I want to get this out. When it comes to talking, like people love to to rank everything, right? Yeah, like, so true. Who's the best? Who's number two? Who's number three? Who's number four? To me. Like, I, I think it's – I'd rather tier it. Like, there's there's tiers in my opinion, right? Like, I think Trump's yep. in tier one, and I think he's unmatched. And then after that, you can make the argument for, you know, six, seven, eight guys all kind of in the next level. And, and they can fall however you choose in the rankings. But, like, everyone's so definitive with, with – where they want to stack people up, and I think that's just how we are, right? If you're a sports fan, you'll do it. I, th- I think I think that's sort of like the uh, the um... – What's the expression like? Like, damn it, it's not the right one. I'm, I was I was thinking heavy is the head that wears the crown, but like that's not the right. Heavy expression. is the head that wears the crown. Yeah. That's well, not that's, the right that's expression. The, you said it correctly. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking is <laughs> is uh it's kind of like the um and I feel bad because I know the first person who reached out with feedback like when we tweeted it out was a woman, um but like it's kind of like the cost of having testicles, right? Like we need to know what's best. Like it's like, yep. no, we need. To rank this, who's the like? Yeah, okay, Trump's good, but who's the best? You know, like all that kind of stuff. Like, 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 yeah, you can you can like Big Cat, but he's not Kirk Minahan. 
you know like it's a, it's a, it's it's the um it's the like the 2000s rap beef where like I can't like 50 cent and ja rule no I got to be loyal to my dude you know all right like, I'll I'll roll with that that's I mean you're you're Pulling at my heartstrings with early two thousands hip hop. You want you want to continue on that path? Let's go. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I think everyone gets so well, not everyone, anyone who cares gets uh, so concerned with you know who's the best right now, who's the set, you know, who's two, who's three. No, there's there's good, there's great, and there's everybody else. And I think you you kind of figure out who falls where personally. I think that that's more of the the uh, your view of it is more of. Like the way, like the, the, and this is something that probably maybe not most Kirk fans, but definitely Kirk could not relate to. Is is sort of like the fantasy football way, right? Where it's like, okay, like hey, here's the tiers: Devonte Adams and and you know, terrible example, but perennially Julio Jones are the top tier, and then it's the rest of the guys, and then it's the rest of the guys, or Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and then everybody else. So, yep. so I th- I think it's a good way to look at it. But I'm excited. You got anything else for the Sopranos guy? Yeah, just uh, two more questions, and then we can wrap this up here. Uh, will we, <laughs> uh, are we going to see any more Mad Men calls in the near future? Uh, no pressure. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. I uh, I rolled out Burke Cooper for the election from from Mike's from Mike's election thing because they you know they backed Nixon in season one, and I just thought it'd be funny. And I like that sh- I'm, that shows up there with Sopranos for me. I absolutely love Mad love Mad Men. Um, I. I I can certainly quote that show. I think to me that show is only topical. It's only gonna, it's only gonna get into the world if there's something that's happening in the world that I can relate to it with, right? Let, let me just put in: Who is uh, your favorite flame of Don Draper? <laughs> oh, oh, God! I, I think I'm the Jewish girl. That's the Jewish girl. Markin, yeah. Mm. Um, season Jones. one. I hope my wife doesn't listen. Season one, the owner of the department store. She's mm-hmm. in millions now. Uh, the the name of the actress is killing me, but uh, her last name is. Yeah, she was in. Yeah, she was in Sons of Anarchy too. She was. Uh, yes. Yep. And then there was that yellow dressed woman that pretty much like raped Don a couple of times. She was pretty hot. I, <laughs> she just came by his apartment and like fucking. Molested. Is it, that was that his neighbor? <laughs> like the downstairs no, neighbor? No, no, no. It was. I. It might even have been a dream. I. I oh. It's. She was. Maybe it was just one episode, but it was just, just like this. Uh, this chick who just wouldn't leave him alone. Don's, it was, Don was, can't let it go. Oh, Faye? Like, oh, I love Faye, too. Damn. Yep. Faye, I'm in on Faye. Absolutely. Yep. I love the downstairs neighbor, too, but like that's just because I've loved her in everything else she's ever... Like, I've loved her. I loved her, like, in Bloodline. I liked her in yep. fucking Scooby-Doo. Like, I don't, I don't know what the hell her name is. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, you know what I... Like, she's hot. Like, I know exactly. It's, uh... Ah, yeah. oh, shit. I she's in that show now, me. too, with uh, Al Bundy's daughter there. Dead to me. Dead to me, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dead to yeah. me with uh, Christine Applegate. Yep. Damn. I wish I had. Oh, I do have one final question for you. Oh, let's go, man. S- Sopranos guy, how did you do on the six trivia question, the six Kirk Minahan show trivia questions that Kirk and Steve went over the other day? Where like, like, and and uh, those are the. That's where do they have like the, the smallest show? What's uh, NPR Mike's name? Blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I got I. I think I got. Was there six? I think I got four out of six. I didn't. I would have said NPR Mike too, but I guess the, the answer was B. Michael Geary. No, no, it was yeah. NPR Mike. It was NPR Mike. All right, so yep. then I got five out of six. The only, the only one that uh, I don't know if you ran them back now, I could, I could run them off, but I, I think I, I knew them all. They were pretty easy. Well, the did, ones did, they did on the OG show, I knew every one of them. Did you get small show? Uh, yeah, it's the that dude Brendan down the yeah. Cape. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I missed. I, I said, I said the vigil, but two. 
Um, I dang, that's probably a bad way to end it. Without no, I, mean, I got listen, I got. Uh, I'm gonna flip it on you guys. I got a couple questions for you. Let's do it. You, you call. You throw trivia at me. I'm gonna throw some Sopranos guy trivia at you. Let's go. I've my first call to the Kirk Minahan show was on April 4th. Okay. Wow. How many, shit. how many calls have I made to the Kirk Minahan show total? Ooh, are you giving us over under or no? No, I want to guess. I gave you the the start date. So you're talking April, right? Hmm. I want to say at least 10. All right, 10. What do you got, John? Um, That's a low number, too. I, I'll take 13, Brian's. I buy my status for number. Okay. Yes. You, you, you guys got to pump your numbers up. 22. Oh, my That's God. Yeah. Wow. I know. Right, because I, I knew it was luck because he said he called when we were just talking to him. Yeah. He said he calls almost every other week. That's why I was hoping 22. you'd go first so I could do the math, but I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, and yeah. there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of hiatuses baked in there too, right? The, the show didn't flow from April until now without any breaks. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But t- 22 calls. Yeah. Dang. When I oh, first wow. started doing this, I had no idea it was gonna become what it is, you know. But it's it's my favorite thing to do. Sorry, I love this podcast a lot, and the fact that I get to call in once a week for three minutes and you know spit it's... Sopranos lines at Kirk Minahan <laughs> and, and make him laugh is is pretty great. Yeah, it's great, and uh, and. I mean, I talked, I think I talked with this about my, the origin of Blind Mike's daddy with you guys in our thread, maybe with Josh too, but Steve deserves all the credit for this character because we were doing, uh, if you remember in March before the pandemic a little bit, they were doing the Men at 10. Yep. I think it was Men at 10. You did your, oh, you did your, you know, whatever your, your orgasm sound. So I, I took a risk. I had made this parody tweet account and uh, I messaged Steve with my number and I said, I'm ready for men at 10. Here's my phone number. Oh, so, no shit. I didn't... Yeah. yeah. That, that's how, that's how, that's how the character was born. He called me and then the rest is history, obviously. So that, Steve deserves all the credit for that's, that character. That's fair. But you had already created blind Mike's daddy at that point. Like, cause they introduced you on the show as like, Hey, it's blind Mike's dad. Like so, so you had already come up with the idea that you were going to call as Mr. Gary. You know what I mean? So like, but but I I do understand like without Steve seeing that DM and saying like, yeah, let's call this four hundred one number. You know, like but. Well, BMD, you had a run, dude. You had a run where, um, when when the calls first started heating up, and there's so much mic content, so you were you were playing with a full sandbox, right? But <laughs> you had like three or four calls in a row where you faked out everybody, Kirk included. And I've, there's one, there was one that the show Twitter account retweeted. It was on mm. YouTube where you got Kirk's reaction, and I, I've never seen him laugh as hard. Like like, <laughs> like when you see his face, it's just like oh, you just don't, Mike, it's your dad after yeah. <laughs> bullshit you came in with. Um, and that was but, spontaneous. My wife, you know, I think it's pretty clear that I'm having a kid soon. So that was one of the first. Uh, thank you. So I'm I'm sitting in the parking lot can't go in there for the uh i'm drawing a blank now but she's doing her thing at the ob ultrasound. you know ultrasound thank you very much so i'm sitting uh, in, the, in the parking lot and I'm, I'm like let me just fuck it i'm bored let me let me try calling in and the whole lambly thing was going on so i was like <laughs> Yo, perfect. and it's mother's days and so i was like all right i already have my transition i know how i'm going to get this guy and uh so i call in as uh you know i don't know what the italian word is for uh without offending too many people. So I call in as a Lambly. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and uh and i'm like mike what are you gonna get your mom for mother's day <laughs> and he's like oh, oh smith country cheese i was like no. this is a good answer <laughs> yeah it was. yeah right i was like what about two tickets to Pound that that was one of my favorite things that like we that's probably the last time me and you worked on an idea together where after that it was just it's it's him off to the races where i was like oh come on pound town's gonna be so funny you gotta say pound town like come on you know? <laughs> like, um yeah. so sopranos guy let's get you out of here on this uh very uh on this last question very important question near and dear to my heart and, and maybe yours is does tony soprano die at the end of the uh, season I don't think so either. I don't think he does. I think, I think it's just it's a, it's a tip of the hat to the man's always looking over his shoulder. From this yeah, it's just it's a, it's a, it's the, uh, it's uh, a look inside of the mind of like somebody with anxiety. You know what I mean? Like that's, oh, okay. That's, I I I've I. Never I heard that before. You know what I mean? That's like decent. Well, that's the way that I think because like like I am nobody. I work in a hospital. Like I said, I hope nobody fucking finds out which one. Um, <laughs> like no, nah, I don't even give a shit. I don't care. I don't do anything bad. But like, yeah. so I like, if I go to a restaurant, I like tell my girl, I'm like, nah, I gotta sit where I can see every. Like I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I need to be able to see everybody. I'm always like nervous about like what's going on. And I think like, well, Tony is like a legit mob boss, obviously. And I think that's what's happening. And he's like, yo, I need to see what's going on. I and I think it's just like an awkward thing where like somebody knows who Tony is. Tony sees a guy who's lo- like another guy who's looking at him who could want him. You know what I mean? Then, you know what it was? You know what you know what it was? It was David Chase whipping out his cock and putting it on all of our foreheads. Yep. Is, is what it was. Yeah, it's him it's, saying, I, mean, I don't give a he, shit. He, I mean, he took he, he took a lot of different roads in making this show when you look at the seasons and, like, really to, to not maybe piss off the fans or the people that are diehards, but to not give them what they want. Like, everyone was complaining about AJ and, you know, and the character and the mm-hmm. actor or whatever. Oh, he's and, terrible. You know, he baked it. You know, Chase baked in some some crazy screen time for him in the final seasons of of the sopranos and i think a little bit of that was like fuck you i'm, I'm gonna do what i want to do I'm David okay I, I was just kidding final this is the real last question how right. awful is the episode after livia dies the actress dies and then they're like hey let's just throw together fucking clips of her like and you know what i mean and like and somebody sitting in a wig and like just old episode shit like yeah, how yeah. terrible is that it didn't age well. That I mean, that's the problem. Like yeah. you're looking at, I believe that was that season was 2001. Oh, that's a good point too. I hadn't so really thought of that. So if you watch, it, like watching it live in 2001, it didn't really look that bad. I mean, it was it was one of those things where it's like, all right, I can tell they used some computer magic here, but whatever. Mm. Yo, you watch it now, and it's like, whoa. I know. Man. Yeah, it's real you bad. Leave that, you know, leave that on the cutting room floor and figure out another way to do it. But what a, what a character she was. Imagine if she didn't pass away. I think oh. I think she would have been in the mix for another couple of seasons. Like, why not? She was such a good character. I have to work on my Olivia because I might call as her this week. Like, because when I when I watch enough you're, Sopranos, you're I'm pretty my, good. You're coming down my I, street here, buddy. I, I don't know. No, I totally, I, I understand that. But Olivia is different. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just love her so much. <laughs> uh, I wish I could, I, I want to try the accent right now, but it's not, I'm not going to get it. So I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> Anthony? Yeah, yeah. These dogs are wild dogs. <laughs> yeah, I got a little Olivia in my game. Maybe yeah. maybe someday. All right, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. Years, five years from now, yeah. we're on like the C-level characters. I hope it lasts that long. Oh, and she's like such like a like an overt racist too. She's like she brought, oh, she no, brought she's looking out the, here. She's looking out, yeah. she's looking out the window. She's, like, she's stealing. Yeah. <laughs> looking at the male woman. Oh, oh, God. oh, no. Tony says that to her. Hey. 
hey, no big deal, but no ganja here, right? <laughs> She's happy, Ma. She's singing. <laughs> Anything else, Bomax Daddy? Well, I think we covered everything. Um, I think, I mean, other than that, did you have a favorite segment this week? Anything uh, I mean, I think stick out to you this week? I did, yeah. I mean, this is this is low hanging fruit. This is the chalk, but you know, the the bashing of Julie DeCaro is something <laughs> I think I think we all were were licking our chops for. I mean, yes. you know, and what's funny is is when KFC was on the following day and he mentioned that the girl said he like the thing about it, she just throw a net on her. I <laughs> I don't even remember him saying that, so I went back to listen to it and then I heard it and it was it was all the more better. But yeah, I she's the worst and. She deserved everything she got. And once we saw, you know, that stupid story she wrote for Deadspin, I mean, I was counting down the minutes until the next show dropped because I knew Kirk was going to let her have it, and he did. Oh, yeah. So, so, you know, I know that's an easy answer, but that was definitely my, my segment. Two calls, two, two call pieces from this week, and then, then we can wrap it up, guys. I think All right. just funny shit. There were two dentist calls this week. <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the week some guy's like hey i just went to the dentist and uh everything's okay and i haven't been in years it's like all right and then today somebody's like i gotta get surgery i gotta go to the yeah. dentist I, what do you, you know what, they're gonna put me under yeah yeah, yeah. Was, the dentist call might have been the one that was that immediately preceded yours like I th- oh really i think going oh, back remember. listen just no trying to pull, pull your clip for later on the i think we're going to close the podcast with your call um oh. But um, how nice are you, gentlemen? Oh, we try. That? We hey, anything we can do for Adi Buko, no problem. And then of course, and today we get one a week, right? We get the the caller that hates callers. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. I fucking love it. It's great. It's like drinking liberal tears. It's so fucking awesome. I know. Like, I hope I hope somebody does it every week. I hope we get multiple guys. Why are these people doing calls with bad bits? They just fucking hit the fifty. I know. Like like you gonna you gonna make how many times do you think that guy called? Tried to get on 40, 50 dials. I mean, it takes his that's, fucking that's call history because he took my call away. You know, I'm trying to call in, and you get this fucking asshole. Right. That, no, but uh, we need it because it's because it it to me like it's funny, and Kirk has no time for it, and he usually ends the call making them look like shit, which is enjoyable to me. So I hope they keep up, keep calling callers that hate callers, keep doing it. I agree, and I am really sorry to end this conversation, but if I don't go to the bathroom in the next five seconds, I'm going to fucking explode. So, everybody, <laughs> that's Sopranos guy. <laughs> Anything else, Sopranos guy? I don't just hate this man. I hate all men. <laughs> Is that Julie DeCaro? It's Arthur Buco. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, was yeah, it to, for Julie? To the priest, Absolutely. to the priest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate this man, father. <laughs> Nice, you know you Sopranos. Yep. Oh, we gotta yeah. do this again, boys. This is fun. Thank yes. you so much for coming on. Seriously, Thank appreciate you. you. Sure thing. Love you, Kirky. Peace. Appreciate you. Bye. Thanks again to the KMS Sopranos guy. Um, I think his handle is at Sopranos KMS on Twitter uh, for joining uh, myself and Blind Mike's daddy. Um, so let's get back into the week. So we so we had just finished on Monday. We're moving on to Tuesday. Um, we finished Monday before the conversation, obviously. So. Tuesday was sort of an unremarkable show. There, we had the old Pence sound, which I I love. He's, you know, <laughs> if you see the video, he's like a fat bastard, and he's just fucking, yeah. uh, totally being a like, um, he's totally pandering, you know, like to to the right, which is, you know, we should call it out when we see it both ways. The the other notable thing from Tuesday is that that um, that guy who called him was like, I don't like when when Kirk. <laughs> 
like does that kind of stuff and that's just fucking, <laughs> it's just like humans man like the guy has allergies or whatever he has shut the fuck yeah. up and that, but we can thank that guy for the intro into kms sopranos as you guys just heard we use that kirk's a little uh, quag as as the uh, transition yeah that was good it was good you got anything from tuesday uh i don't know if we want to touch upon uh steve robinson's masturbation habits or we want to save that for our guests for next week I think that um, that's something I messed up on. I, I want to apologize to each and every one of you. This is my Mike Pence voice. To each and every one of you listening out there. Um, because I should have asked KMS Sopranos guy and you that question on the spot. Um, I had the perfect close to the interview, and I kept forgetting it, and that's why it kind of sounded so choppy at the end there. But um, so, so we're going to ask our, our guests next week. But I think... Um, Oh, the other remarkable thing from Tuesday was was they talked about the trivia, and we, and we did that with, with Sopranos guy, which I think most people who listen to the show had better get that right. You know, you, you can't, like, you can't not know, like, it was NPR Mike. I guess you can. Oh, was the trivia? I don't think trivia was Tuesday. No, they, they, that's when they talked about it. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. Okay. No, no, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday because literally, and I just read the description. Literally in the description, it says uh, Steve loses to drunk Greg Hill. In oh, trivia. that trip. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, My yes, bad. yes, yes. I was thinking our boy Tim, Tim from Ken. Oh, yeah, that was that was today. That was Friday night. So let's let's just move right on to Wednesday. So they talked about it a little bit today. What do you think? Is going on in Steve's life. So, so his his wife's not pregnant. So, someone's sick. Has to. Be. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, that was the biggest rumor. I hope everything's right? okay. We, I, we do too. I think. I think. I, I have no fucking clue. That was the only thing I was leaning towards. I had seen that in a, the thread I'm in, and then I see you know we seen it you know on, on Twitter. A couple of people were tweeting about it, but I I I don't know, buddy. I don't. I just don't know. I agree. Um. So the next thing that that uh, I have here in my notes is so we found out Wednesday, right? Kirk talked to Rob Bradford this weekend or last weekend, which to me is pretty awesome. Okay. Um, I don't give a shit about Bradford at all. He is useless to me. The Red Sox are pukes. Baseball is the worst. On and on and on and on we go. He's he's an idiot. I think the best thing about Bradfoe is is how Kirk used to make fun of him and like um again I know I know you're you're new to Kirk so so to speak or or you're you're new to Kirk since W E E I but there was there's some great jo- drops that I uh, this one is specifically for Tim and Ken uh, where where there's there was like an old oh, what was it Awaken One Eighty uh, pod uh, commercial where. <laughs> Where Rob's like, hey, Dan, instead of like Jen, he's just like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? And he just speaks, like, he speaks how I do all, all over <laughs> all each right. other. You know what I mean? Okay. He's just, just mad dumb. Like the old, the old EEI listeners will get, a, will get a kick out of that if they, if they can remember that call. Um, if I, I wish I was better at finding this stuff. I'd, I'd put the drop in right now. Um, what did, uh, what did you have? What did you think about Bradfoe? I'm all, I'm, I mean, I don't know the backstory other than that he's Harry's godfather. Mm. And he didn't come to Kirk's defense, and and Kirk kind of explained that away to uh, this on Wednesday's episode, and kind of understood where Rob was coming from. I don't know the history; you know it better than me. That's why I put it in there because I wanted to hear from you and what what this means. You know, Kirk giving an olive branch to to someone that we thought he 
had a strong disdain for a strong hate hatred for just like he does for for his other enemies but this this to me was big news and i wanted to get your take on it because you know the history you know it better than i do so the first part of the history and i hate to sound like uh like like i actually know what i'm talking about because i fucking don't like nobody does we all just know what we hear on the radio um but the, but the first part about this that you need to remember is that Kirk Seamus Minahan has a fucking gigantic heart and he can pretend that he doesn't and he can pretend he's an asshole and he kind of is, obviously, and he can pretend he doesn't give a shit about anybody, much the same that, that, that many people do, but it's just not true. He, he loves Bradford. He's, he's a good guy. He's, Kirk is this, is, this is Kirk 101. If if you ever saw Kirk, if you if you had been through the EEI wars, this is who he is. He is fly off the fucking handle, get as mad as possible, be as mad as possible. He will go scorched earth, but as any reason-minded person could do, he stops and says, "Well, you know, was it Brad's? It's not Brad's. It's not Brad's fault. It's not Rob's fault that Rob is the way he is. It's it's it'd be, it'd be much the same." as me being mad, say, at, at my brother or some of our other cousins for them not being ready for war the way that I am. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, we're beefing now? No problem. We're like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's a nice guy who wants to stay out of trouble and Rob's just doing what he has to do for his family and his kids and all that kind of stuff. So I, I was just glad um, that that hopefully that they can they can mend their their friendship. I don't, I, I don't think it means anything for the podcast because Rob's a fucking drip. Um, but I just I'm it it makes me happy as a, as a Catholic and blah 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 and as like as somebody who who is much the same as Kirk in that in that regard where it's it's easy for me to just be like like fuck you you know like the, it's the uh, um, oh man I, I'm gonna have to pull the Randy Marsh drop the oh fuck you like when you know Randy <laughs> talks about like weed like um, yeah. but yeah so I just I just want Kirk to be happy that's that's the the long and short of it all right. Bottom line. I guess we can move on to Thursday. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, what's our biggest takeaway from Thursday? On uh, Twitter with that fucking censoring of the New York Post article and Kirk talking about that. And that really, Kirk brought up some good points and that kind of makes me nervous. I mean, it starts with the one article. Then what's next? Like you said, Apple censoring what we fucking forward or text to, uh, mm. to our other, you know, to our friends and family and, and all that, you know. My my biggest takeaway from Thursday, um, and and Steve ended up writing the ship, was Kirk was um, mistaken about why the article wasn't up for a long time. Um, so Kirk was just like, oh, because it's um, unfounded, it's it's not up, that doesn't make any sense. And it's true, that, that wouldn't make any sense, but that's not what happened. Twitter hid behind the fact that this came from hacked materials kind of thing, like like in that somebody published somebody else's personal property. But that's bullshit. Like right. they, they they've done that so many times. How the fuck did they publish Trump's tax returns then? Exactly. They, they literally could not have. They it's 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 just bullshit. It's just shit that they're hiding behind. Kirk is of course still right. I wanna say that loud and clear. Kirk was right, is right, will always be right. Kirk is Jesus. H Christ to me. I, I, I was trying to explain this to my yes. wife. I was, I was trying yeah. to write. I was trying to write like a good open to like to the first podcast. Right. If somebody asked me my religion, 
I I would say I am I am like I belong to the religion of Kirk. Kirk's podcast. Yes. Kirk's podcast Jesus. I follow his words. When he asks me to act, I act. When he asks me to be quiet, I be quiet. When when he asks me to drive to Madawaska, had I gotten tickets, I would drive through a blizzard to go to Madawaska. No problem. Amen. Uh, Amen, brother. Amen. He, he leads the way. He is the light. He is each. Good. No, I'm saying preach church, brother. Keep yeah. going. He's he is the eternal flame. <laughs> that's uh, I, I that's as that's as as uh as far as I'll go with that. But still. As we are, that's how we are as Minifans, and you see it. You see the loyalty, you've seen it up in soccer, you see it in Madawaska, and you're gonna see it with this raffle, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But before no, we move on to all right. Um I'm excited. Uh it, it's it's tough for me. I mean I might I need to go to this show, but it might be at the same time as my birth. So I'm going to have not my birth, but the birth (laughs) of my future child. And I'm going to have some hard decisions to make. And and Kirk would, if I was to tell that to Kirk, he'd probably tell me the same thing. I need to pick my child or the show, I think. But I'm excited. I'm happy for the fans because now your chances have increased just a little bit. Now we know that it's going to go from 45 to 95 people. That we know the show is going to be on November eighth, which is a Sunday, and they're going to start pulling raffle tickets at the end of the month. It's around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it. So, I'm excited for the fans. I'm excited for us. It's it's just Kirk giving back to us. Kirk continues to give, like we say all the time. He gives and gives and gives, and this is just another way of him giving back to us. Our our Savior gives and gives and gives, and we are we just. Again and again and again, prove. Slurp it all up. Well, I was gonna say prove we're unworthy, but um, <laughs> but yeah, that's I mean that's that's one way to say. It. So so obviously we're we're kind of on the Friday now. Um, yeah. Look, just a couple points from Friday. Actually, be, before I go before we go backwards, let's say where we are. Carano's not getting a ticket. How do you feel? I know. Um, I I don't know how I feel. I love Carano. Um, well, I'm sure he loves good, to hear that. He's a good guy. Yeah. Hey, how many, uh, ha- hey, how many times you met him Christ. on 95? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, um, no, I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, hey, listen, like Kirk says, not even his brothers, not even Harry Minahan is going to be able to go to this show so, unless he gets a raffle ticket. So, I mean, it's what's fair is fair. But I think the biggest news of today, and I'm, and I'm surprised – I was surprised at Kirk's reaction. I thought we would have got a bigger reaction out of Kirk, but uh, that Steve, the French made outfit, hmm. I, we didn't get enough calls about it. But it's 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 gonna set up. It's gonna set me up perfectly for a Barry to call, and I already laid the foundation for that on my Twitter account. But I mean, what's your take on the made outfit? I uh, like at least it was for Halloween. Um, <laughs> I. Yeah. Would love to say I had never done that in the past, but I I did younger than Steve, probably like twelve, thirteen. Like <laughs> yeah, I think we've all dressed as a girl for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's an easy one. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. low hanging fruit. Um, yeah. But so I I, you know, I'm not gonna judge anybody for that. And and in 2020, that probably just fucking cements Steve as like being like safe now, right? Where like someone's someone's gonna come for Steve, and Steve's gonna be like, oh yeah, fucking French made. Look at that. Yep. Yeah. Look how tolerant I am. I fucking stuffed my bra once. You know what I mean? Fuck <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tough look. And I I don't know if I believe, Steve, that, that he didn't know that this was coming. 
Because um, you, you have to, like, hmm, well, I guess it's easy to forget random fucking things. You know what I mean? But let's, so the, the what I want to talk about in terms okay. of Steve News today is it's something very small. Um, <laughs> it's it's just a gripe of mine because I am, as I've alluded to probably a hundred times in, in two hours of content that we've done together, I'm an angry person. Okay. I fucking hate that Steve calls Dunkin' Donuts dunks. My fucking God. The, what, that is the worst kind of person those are the kinds of people who do that hey you want anything from dunks no go bang your fucking ass go get me a coffee <laughs> from dunkin donuts shut the fuck up you know what i'm saying um i i understand what you're saying but that's that's a steve that's a steveism right steve's steve has right. his yeah. since he's got his aunts and aunts he's got dunks he's got his best friend from college butsy right it's just another another I don't know, a, a lexicon. You add another word to the to the the Steveism dictionary. To the lexicon, yeah, I agree. How? Let me ask you this: Are you still getting toasted almond, toasted almond skim milk in two spuds? Uh no, I'm getting fat now, so I mm. just go with my medium ice hazelnut regular. Nice, that's a classy drink. Yeah, but I got a I got it. I'm, yeah, I'm getting too big, dude. Uh, too big. I don't know what you mean. So let's end with the callers, like we did last week, and and. Uh, I say I say let's end with the callers, but let's start with a call from Friday. Tim from Canton called this week. Ooh, I know I love Tim so much. He's you know I can't I, I don't know I don't want to I can't say enough good things about Tim. Um, I lean on him sometimes when I myself when I don't have any ideas mm. and where I can go with calls, and this guy is come up with such brilliant stuff for me. How does he come up with these? Does he just go back and listen to? To, this is oh also, where I am going to tweet at Tim every day until he yeah. agrees to join the show. Secondly, when he joins the show, he better bring some fucking Kirk trivia that we're gonna do. A, I I get every question wrong when he asks Kirk. I have no idea, but he is asking Kirk questions about Kirk. You know what I mean? Like like his idiosyncrasies. It's not exactly like show trivia, so that that's like a little bit tougher to to, to know. But I just I I can't wait for Tim to be on this podcast if. If we can we, book such a, we, such a star. I, th- I think we can. And, uh, might have to buy we, him lunch to get him. Uh, we'll see. We might have to. But, he, you know, remember, he does keep a journal. He he does job this stuff <laughs> down. And sometimes Kirk, you've heard Kirk mention in a couple episodes to, for Tim to open up that notebook and write this down. I love um, I love the just, idea of Tim from Kent with a moleskin journal. Is, is that what it is? A moleskin <laughs> journal and he's just, oh, see? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he again. He's he's just a he's a seasoned professional. I believe he's called into the Howard Stern show in the past too. So nice. That's just, th- I'm interested to talk to Steve. I mean, to talk to Tim. Excuse me about um, Sal and Richard calls. Like we could do an hour just on Sal and oh, Richard. Oh my god, the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's let's move on to the callers. Um. Our first ever guest on Kirkin Off came through on his promise and had yes. a call this week. She did. It was what? good. He he. It was it was good. It was good. Um, I loved it. I'm so happy he called and it, he's opened up. Uh, you know, another avenue where he could take Blind Mike's penis, especially with the fencing. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here. It was, it was great to hear him and hear hear his voice. It was just an overall, great call. I think I tweeted it out. Hmm. Just ex excellent call. Excellent call. My, okay, so. Did we talk about Carpadoodle with Sopranos guy? 
Um, I don't, I don't, oh my god, dude. I, uh, you know what, it doesn't matter if we did, we'll just fucking skip ahead, we don't give a shit. Um, I want to talk about Cabadoodle, my guy. Um, my top caller. I, I want to commend Cabadoodle for his call this week. Like, like, I can't say enough how much I enjoyed it. Obviously, everybody fucking knew he was Stan Stanowitz. Everybody in the, uh, like, in, in the room knew, or everybody listening knew. But it, it. I thought it was. I thought Stan Stanley was was a good enough call on its own, and then it kind of seemed like Copper didn't like it so much, or Kirk made like you know what I mean. It kind of seemed like it wasn't working, and and what did he do? He did he didn't go the way of uh, of Julie DeCaro today, and and I love drunk Greg Hill. <laughs> That's not a shout out, drunk Greg Hill. I love drunk Greg Hill. That's a, yeah. that is a, a buddy CNC promise. I love drunk Greg Hill, um, but. I love how Copper just fucking went, hey, try something new. It didn't work, boss. I'll say it. Actually, you know. I just, I, I love the, uh, like, just just the honesty to be like, meh, it didn't work. See ya. You know? He's a brilliant, he's a, he is a brilliant caller. He, um, he's right up there with Trump for me right now. I, I love him so much. Let's talk you know? about, let's talk about the, the next big call or, or, or another big call that, that happened today, Friday, Friday. Um, somebody that we both met in Saco. Yes, we did. yes, and I'm happy he called that. I Many calls it brought a smile to my face. Mm. When, right when he said "All aboard," <laughs> um, at, immediately it. That's had a the great biggest... John Stewart, by the way. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. Do it again. Oh shit! Now I'm be able to do All it. Aboard. All aboard! Oh, so good, bro. Um, <laughs> um, and just hearing him it brought a good smile, like a big smile on my face and, and Kirk gave him enough time to talk and he, he came out Steve a little bit. I liked it. It was a little bit of an attitude from John Stewart. It was something different. I thought John something was gonna that... take it to a, a political place. I thought he was gonna be like, Oh, you fucking hillbilly redneck concert no, that's not what John Stewart's personality is. But but the way he was talking about it, I thought he was gonna be like, No, I'm a bleeding heart liberal. Fuck you, Steve, you know? No, it was a great call from John. It's always great to hear from him. He, he's so intelligent. He, he's just he's full of all this random fucking knowledge. It's it's great. What a pleasant person he is too. I was it was somebody I was I was uh, very like I was I was very excited to talk to you. He was somebody that I I had our wives not been there. I you know I could have talked to him for for thirty five minutes, and I don't know anything about the shit he calls about he talks about like 70s tv 80s tv he's just a human who's like nice to speak to yes so let's let's get to our last um so we have two more points today we have our big t's for the end and we have uh the last uh big caller of the week maybe Mm, yes you want me to start with it i think this guy's got potential if he's listening I gave him a little shout out on Twitter. Mm. Hunter Biden. So much stuff there to use, you know? It's got legs. Don't give up on this. If you're listening, please call back into the show. I thought you did a phenomenal job. Loads of potential. There's so many fucking avenues you can go down with this character. And please, please call back. Please call back into the show. You did phenomenal. Yeah, regardless of what happens in three weeks, he is is he he has he has a future. Um, I know, and I love. He's going woo. Fucking was great. Was that? Hold on, that was Kevin from Bristol, wasn't it? Uh, ooh, 
Well, because Kirk kept saying, I don't want to be friends with you, Hunter. I don't want to be friends with you, Hunter. <laughs> you know? Oh, I got to listen Fuck, back to I that just call th- oh, Did I just fucking ruin that? Oh, shit. Oh, only 70 people listen. It's not a big deal. No, we have less than that. No, let's be modest. 73. But uh, was it? I don't know. Anyways, listen. Wow, dude, I didn't even think of that. I just knew because Kirk kept saying, um, I don't know if I could ever be friends with you. That's a good fucking point, dude. Thank you. I know. That's why I said that, it. Uh, and if that is Kevin from Bristol, he's so fucking talented. Shout out Kevin from Bristol. Shout out our hometown. Yes. Like, unbelievable. Like, really? Was that him? The I think so. I Without, without saying... I have to the, listen back to that fucking call now because of you, dude. Without that, saying, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Kevin from Bristol is from Bristol. You're from Bristol. Right. Mm-hmm. I grew up there. I don't live there anymore. Um, Bristol might be the most represented town, like around, mm. like like there's mm. like Bristol is like um, again without saying somebody else who who uses another another town, in Rhode Island. There's mm-hmm. there are, are many of us, many 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 Kirk Minahan's, M- Kirk Minahan fans from the O two eight oh nine. Right. Um, wow. I, one of our future guests is from the O two eight oh nine. I don't I don't want to spoil that either. Uh, he's listening. I know he's listening. I know he knows we graduated from high school together. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait to talk to him in a few weeks. Yeah, we we got to find the right time to talk to him because I think he. But I don't want to. Yeah, well, yeah, he has hole, a, he but has he's a, got a good story to tell, and that, you, we want to get that from him for sure. You know who else has an excellent story to tell? Who's that? Next week's guest. Ooh, talk about it. I am going to give you guys a two-word description. Um, I'm trying to. All right. Yep. Two words. Maybe three words. I guess if you want to include the word "our," mm-hmm. our unofficial ombudsman joins us next week. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Take care. Brush your hair. I mean, the tickets were cops. Tony is a labor leader. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Hey, what's up, Kirk? Listen, uh, if you may, we'll get back to Arthur Bucco next week. A caller from Monday's show gave me an itch I'd like to scratch. May I have the floor? Uh, okay, yes, one second. Steve, how do you feel about Sopranos guy breaking character here and talking? Not a fan. But okay. the, again, the thing is, I met him in I met him in uh, Saco. So the blue was popped has, at that point. Hasn't been the sense, All same right. sense. Go ahead. Yeah, the floor is yours, Sopranos guy. You call yourself a man? You know you're a lying, low life, motherfucking gambling degenerate prick. You know that's what you are. Two small kids at home. I gave you money to pay the fucking rent and buy groceries. Put the heat on. You know your wife called Frankie and told him the fucking heat's off? Hey, <laughs> and you didn't gamble that fucking money and you stand there and tell me that? Oh, no? No, you didn't? Don't fuck with me, Al. Don't make a fuck out of me. You want to embarrass me and make a fool out of me? You didn't gamble? Tell me you gambled the fucking money. I'll give you the fucking money to put the fucking heat on. Did you gamble? <laughs> huh? Fucking degenerate, yeah. Fucking kids at home. Here, get the fuck out of here. Let me find out you fucked up. I'll leave you wherever I find you. A, not today. B, that's still sports. C, no.